world events unravelling and many of us once again rethinking how we can reapproach our new normal. Today, we'll be diving into things you should know about our changed new world. I'm Colin Day, Managing Director of EMEA, and you're listening to Octopost's original discussion series. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, dependent upon where you are in the world um, today. I'm Colin Day, the Managing Director of EMEA and Asia Pacific at Octopost, and I'm the host of Octopost's original podcast series, Things You Should Know About Our Changed New World. Today, I'm joined by our special guest, Derek Shibi, the President of Modern Sales Training. Derek, welcome to the conversation. Thanks so much for having me, Colin. No problem. Look, Derek, prior to uh, modern sales training, I know from the research that I've done on you that um, you spent 17 years, although you don't look old enough, <laughs> you've got a little bit, got a little bit of grey going on, but uh, hey, I've got nothing, so who am I to talk? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you look you know, than I do. Yeah, it's uh, cheaper on the, uh, the hairdo these days, mate. But um, I know that you spent 17 years working at Xerox Corporation, helping develop uh, business-to-business sales reps and, and sales managers and, and sales leadership, helping them to become consistent top performers. Um, during your tenor at uh, Xerox, Derek, um, I also understand that uh, you made President's Club 13 times in a row, and that is no, no small achievement, my friend. You're obviously you know, done something very, very, you know, right or wrong, dependent upon what way you want to look at it. But, um, you know, there's some great achievements, right? So, uh, you know, Derek, our audience today are uh, drawn from, you know, sales and marketing leadership, um, sales and marketing um, practitioners, all walks of, of life and, and all levels of experience. So uh, I'm sure they're, they're all going to be thrilled to, uh, to listen to some of the tips and tricks that uh, you've got to talk to us about today. Oh, so welcome honor. to the conversation. Thanks. It's an honor to be here. Excited. Ex- excellent. Well, Derek, you know, um, could you give our audience a short introduction to uh, modern sales training? Because I know you're the, you're the president over there, right? So, uh, yeah. you know, what, what, what's the company all about? Yeah, so um, like, like you mentioned in my background, I've, I've been from Xerox for so long, we, um, we sold the commodity, right? I mean, a copier is a commodity. There's like 15 different competitors and you look at it and you say, you know, why should someone choose this one over another one? And Xerox, by the way, is, the, is 50% more expensive than the next highest product. And so if you got 15, I mean, the top is crazy expensive. The bottom one is a lot less expensive. And then the customer's thinking, well, these things are just ink on paper. It's just a car that gets me from A to B. Like, what's the difference? And so my entire career was, was that's the first place I started. And I had to learn how to sell value, basically, because if you didn't, you just wouldn't sell anything. And, uh, and what I did is I had a lot of success as a sales rep and even as a sales manager. And uh, my, my VP at the time told me that if I really want to become great, you know, I, need to, I needed to train people because I would hone my, my skill sets. And so, so I went into training in between some of uh, the tenure that I did. And uh, I remember that first year I was responsible for over a million dollars with the profits sold with new people. And, the, and you're talking profit in a, in a commodity sale here. So it was, a, it was a big deal. And so long story short, got married and uh, wanted to spend more time traveling, seeing the world. And That's why you're gray. Yes, that's exactly why. That's exactly why. So, so why I'm bald as well, but don't tell Mrs. Day, right? Yeah. So, uh, so I ended up 
working something out with uh, my local uh, president who runs basically, who ran basically all of California for Xerox. And uh, I said, I want to travel. I got a sales team. It's hard to go out and take 15 days off at a time when you've got all these people that you need to develop and you need to close deals. We got to bring in the number. And he said, well, he didn't want to lose my productivity. He said, well, I'll let you do training, but you also have to be a sales, you know, specialist sales manager, train the VPs, managers, and reps because you can't lose the productivity. And that's one of the reasons why I ended up keep making a president's club because I kept bringing in such a huge number while developing all those other people. And a lot of the sales, a lot of the VPs of sales that we have now were people that I trained as reps. It was interesting. Um, but modern sales training came from it of, of thinking, you know, this is this fight for differentiation is, is not, um, people feel like a lot of t- often when they're selling their product that they're the only one selling something that's a commodity. I mean, we're in a world right now where you go into Google and you search for something, the pricing's there. It's just how it is. And so, you know, I know how that feels about coming down to price and having to separate yourself and show why your, why your service deserves to be more. And it should be, and it, why it matters to them. Um, and, uh, and I took some time out on, my side, on the side while I was working at Xerox and I, and I started modern sales training to help people in a general sales format. Um, you know, wasn't being specific about Xerox, but just general sales skills. And, uh, and I was teaching people how to separate themselves. Um, originally, I did that selfishly because I needed to pay for uh, Catholic school for my, for my oldest son. He was, you know, he was going into school and schools where we, where we live aren't, aren't that great. So I needed to find extra cash and then end up turning into more of a passion. You know, it's as you develop people and help people make money and help people move their lives forward, you, there's a crazy uh, charge you get from it. And so as of now, I've helped over, uh, I think, 13,000 people around the world outside of Xerox. And I'm one of them. You're one of them. Yeah, which is great. But I, 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 you know, almost daily, I hear from someone saying, hey, I did what you said and I got that deal or I did what you said and I made more money. I did what you said and I got, you know, I got more appointments than I ever have, you know, different things like that. And it's, it's always motivating to do that. I think that's what drove me. And I eventually got to the point where I said, let me do this full time. And that's when I left Xerox and said, all right, 17 years is enough. And uh, let me see how many more people around the world I can, I can help and, and be there for them when, you know, I, I was lucky to, to, to have that myself. So, so that's like the story behind modern sales training. Yeah, no, no. So you, you mentioned lots of interesting things then, but I'm going to pick up on one of them particularly about your boss saying, um, you're yeah, training people. I always say to people that I work with, right? It's like, um, do you know what? You ain't going anywhere. That's um, English like slang for you're not going anywhere, but <laughs> you're not going anywhere, right? You're not going anywhere until you've trained up someone to come and replace you. That's what your right. boss was doing to you, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what he was doing to you. Now, you also like, um, talked about selling value, and we'll get onto that um, in a little while. But um, look, you made President's Club 13 times. Um, you know, um, you're obviously a very good seller, you know, good at, uh, at your profession. What do you put that success down to? You know, um, it, I, I, I just literally talked about this in my podcast a few, a few days ago, too. Um, for me, 
I think the struggle that a lot of salespeople have, and I've, I've seen this for myself, I've seen this for people that I've trained, is I think it follows this, this general structure. You start off with a lot of confidence, wherever you're working in sales. You think you're going to be the next, you know, Elon Musk, you know, making a million dollars a year, whatever, as a salesperson. That it happens. Yeah, it does happen. Your ego is like crazy big. And, uh, and so what happens is, is you do that and then you end up struggling because you realize you, it's just your confidence and you, you need to learn and you need to get better and you got, you got to have someone coach you, help you. And so that struggle then goes to the point where you watch someone help you win. And then a lot of times those people know more about the product or service or maybe they're subject matter experts on the topic and they just do better and you, and you learn from them. You go, oh, so Colin, maybe if I become a subject matter expert, that means that I can be better than them. And so then you try going down the path of doing that. And then what happens is you as a salesperson just want to tell everybody what you know. And, and you end up just talking and you don't listen because, but you just feel like, oh, I saw someone do it. They knew what they're, you know, they were, were great at, at the subject, at, at, at the details. I learned it. Now I'll be great. And then you realize you're not great. And that was my, my struggle as I went in my career until eventually I just said, okay, forget the ego. You know, I've got the determination. I just need, I need someone to show me where I need help here. And that's basically when I just, really absorb the basics i call it the, the fundamentals of selling you know it's just like um just like anybody any any professional athlete they have a coach helping them with basics and helping them get really really great at doing the fundamentals and i think what would you me, class those fundamentals as though derek oh so i would say like things like let's say let's say the way that you uh the way that you prospect because i've got i have um <clears throat> I got 12 main courses that I put that I call as I consider sales in 21 days. That's what I call it under, but, and I, and I know there's three of them that you might've been, you might've been exposed to. Um, but I looked at 12 different skill sets that's needed for a salesperson to have the fundamentals, the baseline. And those go from, um, long, like the long-term foundation skills, like things you need to do that, you can do today that will have ripple effects in two, three, four, five years. Things that, I mean, it's not all just what, what can I do right now that's going to close me a deal in the next 30 days, but there's things that you can do right now that can help you close a deal in six months. And people buy at different timeframes. And so the foundation of, of my courses is, is understanding. You need to know what are those things you should be doing every day. Then, then I go into understanding how the numbers game works because sales is still a numbers game. There's things that you do that result in, that have results, cause and effect. And you need to know how that game is played because there's certain rules in your industry. And, and when you know the benchmarks for certain categories, like I'll give you an example. With prospecting, when you're, when you're cold calling over the phone, I've seen statistically, and you know, I've been told the statistics, but, but I've proven it for myself and for people that I've coached over the years, that it should take you, out of 10 phone calls, you should, you should talk to um, uh, three people live, three decision makers. And that's, and, and of course, there, there requires skill to make that 10 to, that three out of 10. Yep. Because someone on this, listening to this might be saying, well, Derek, I make 20 calls and I don't talk to any decision makers. Well, I would say that there's a skill there, which I call the phone navigation skills, and if you've taken that, that part of the course, but 
there's there's phone navigation skills that you can do to. to are, you, are you test? Are you testing me, Derek? Just, is this a test? Look through the eyes and just see oh, okay. how far you got. But um, but yeah. So there's there's different skills amongst that that helps you impact that number. And so if I if I check out someone's stats and I see that they're not doing three out of ten getting decision maker to pick up, then I know that's where I would that they, they need to work on. And then out of the people picking up, you should be doing two to one. So if there's two people that pick up the phone you should be getting one appointment. And if you're not doing 50% ratio over the phone, then there's skills we've got to work on there. And so that falls into the numbers game, basically. And there's numbers for every part of what we do in sales, every part of the sales cycle. And if you don't know where the benchmarks are, what you should be shooting for, then you're going in there blind and you're going, oh, I feel like it went well. And, and uh, you're really just crossing your fingers. And so from there, there's about understanding your buyer and understand why they buy and the different triggers that make them buy. And then, and then it's how do you make your product seem like something that they want to buy and how do you connect the dots? And then it's creating a list and then it's prospecting on foot, prospecting on the phone, different, different methods of, of prospecting, even including like social selling, like, like you guys would, would be uh, pioneering over there. Um, and then from there it's first appointments. How do you make sure these first appointments are done in a certain way where they're effective and they close for next step? And that's a big, obviously that's a big course there because the meetings are, you know, you, get, you spend all this time to get a meeting. If it's not effective, you're done. Yep. And then from there we go to proposals. Of course there's next steps that happen. Demos. I know you guys close for a demo. That's your big thing that you have all, all over your messaging. But, and I, and I'm a firm believer in the demo. 100%. I love that. Um, but for the demo, it's, it was hard for me to develop a course literally on demos because there's different ways of doing it. And, but I would just call that the next step. Whatever your next step is, there's, you got to be effective there. And then from there, there's objection handling, creating urgency. And then um, I round everything off with mindset. So those are my 12 courses that I look at and I say, these are the fundamentals that you remember that word mindset, Derek, because it's going to come back to you in a, uh, in a little while. I've got a few questions for you around mindset, but uh, Hey, so, you know, we're, we're in sync, but, but Derek, look, I've, I've been through some of your courses as, uh, as you and I spoke about um, offline. So I know, yeah. you know, firsthand the value that they can bring to a sales team, right? Some of the courses that I've been through, um, you know, you mentioned that there are, there are free out there on a, a platform called Udemy, right? That's how I found you. So, yeah. um, you know, create cold call, uh, talk tracks and, and value propositions, um, cold calling for sales reps and how to prospect over the phone. That's the one that you were just mentioning. Um, and B2B sales objections simplified. Yeah. Question for you. Sure. What's your favorite one that you developed and why? Hmm. Well, out of those three, I mean, keep in mind, those are three out of the 12 that I've made. Um, I also oh, you're, just bra you're just bragging. You're just bragging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually had, um, originally I had all 12 on Udemy and, uh, and Skillshare and some other platforms. And then I just, I just realized, you know, I'm going into, this is, since I'm going full time, you know, I, I want the, I want to hope basically own the platform. So I, I've rebranded it, the complete set as sales in 21 days. Right. Um, because it's all of them, all of them were designed to go in order. So um, I don't even think I changed it on Udemy, but the, uh, the, the value, value, value. Now, now, you, now you're calling me out because I don't think I took them in any particular order. It's just a random flow, my friend. Yeah, yeah I basically had it going from one to 12. And so I gotcha. think it's still numbered as six or something for the, 
cold calling over the phone and eight or nine for the uh, for the objection handling still numbered that on Udemy I think but but um, anyway one I like the most um, if I if I were to say um, is uh, you know I probably would say the numbers game because I'm I, I like I like looking at things logically and I look at I like looking at things in ways where how can you improve? You know, I think as human beings, we're always going, how can I hack this? How can I, how can I find a better way of doing something? And when you look at things that way, which I think we instinctively do, how can I save time? All that kind of stuff. When, when you learn how to do that in sales, then what happens is, is you start tracking the right numbers. And when you track the right numbers, you're keyed in on where you need to, to improve because your ratio on you know, let's just say you're, here's a perfect example, closing, closing for an appointment on a cold call. So the ratio that I've seen, and this is just, just given, and, 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 and this is just, I would say this is cross the board. And this is by using a script, a script with canned objection handling, which you take in that course saying, look, yep. these are the objections you'd use because these are the top four you're going to get in general. Um, and you having a canned script and just being able to have a conversation around those two, 50% is the ratio that I see. And it's like, that's pretty good. You get one decision maker on the phone, you get the next step. I mean, yeah, you get four on the phone, you're going to get two appointments. And what happens though is the, the sales community, they get so worked up about that moment and they look at it and they go, I need to be, I need to spend my time personalizing this and that and tailoring every little thing to these appointments, I mean, to, these, to that moment that I get. And then what happens is, is they're either not doing the other things right, so they don't, they don't get very many of those moments. They're not getting three out of 10. They're getting one out of 30, you know? Or, yep. or, or what happens is, is they'll, even on LinkedIn, there's all of this, Talk about this is how you make that your pitch better. Like don't pitch. And I'm looking at I'm going, okay, let's just say you tailor like you're saying, you're gonna your your ratio is gonna go to like 60% out of you know, you know, we're talking we're still talking 50, like 50% is good. And and so the numbers game, when you learn to master that in general, it, it really teaches you that um what are the areas that you're really failing and how do you improve those areas? And then logically by the numbers, other things will just work out. And I love the numbers game because, you know, if you, if you look at um, Octopost as a company, our yeah. tagline is all about making it measurable. And we're talking about making social measurable. So, so you bring us on to a nice point, right? In so much as our audience is a combination of, of sales and marketing professionals, as I mentioned. Yeah. Um, and, you know, selling is a team sport right and an important part of that team is is obviously marketing um and you know if you if you think about sales and marketing as functions though um you know quite often there's a big disconnect between those two so you know within, within the sales and marketing teams that that you've worked in across your career um you know, what's, what's your experience on, on how you break down those, those barriers and, and bring like, um, you know, those, those two teams together to, to have one, you know, coordinated strategy? Yeah, you know, it's so funny. This is something I was actually going to bring up. I wrote down as things to focus on. Um, 
doing this the exact thing. Now, my experience with marketing and sales um, has always has always been the sales is the is the driver of everything, and and sales is the they're the king, and marketing is kind of like you know it's it's out for debate how much effect it can be, and uh, and that's the world that I was growing up in. And you've just got 50% of the audience throw tomatoes at you and 50% of the audience applaud, Derek. You can never win, right? I know, I know, I know. But here's the thing. I came from that world and then going into the, uh, going off on my own, it, it was a, it was a wake up call because that's when I realized I was like, wow. I mean, I didn't, wasn't against marketing. Like I always thought it was valuable, but I think what happened is, is, is the world is changing this digital transformation that's happening out there um and all the things even that you guys say there at octopus about personal branding and employee advocate advocacy there is value to being that uh, a thought leader around helping people's businesses and that value what the thing that i didn't that i wasn't really that i didn't really understand as a salesperson is is that uh as a salesperson, I, I've always felt like I was in control of my outcome. I, like I could, I could see the person I was talking to. I could, you know, they're right across the way, you know, like you are right now. I'd see them in person or, or I, you know, I, there's that connection. And in social, what is so weird is that when you're becoming, the, when you're posting and you're sharing things and you're, you're doing marketing in a sense, you're putting information out there. You are. Yep. You, you, you are, you become a, a, an advocate, right? Yeah. And, and what you don't see yep. is that there's all of these people that are looking at it and they're not interacting with it, which for me as a salesperson going, well, they're not interacting. You didn't get them. Right. That's what, that's a salesperson talk. But the are reality New is, Jersey. Yeah. What's that? I said, are you from New Jersey? It oh, sounds no. like a New Jersey accent. Man. It's oh, like, okay. a, you know, <laughs> that's me pretending to be a different salesperson. Okay. Um, gotcha. But, but yeah, it's, you look at it and go, there's no interaction, so no one saw it. But when you look at it from a marketing standpoint, you go, well, this actually had a certain reach. There's a certain number of views. People looked at it. And then when you look at it, you think people are looking at what you just said as a message. And they're making, they're making decisions in their brain about it, whether they like it or they don't, whether they, they, they want to work more with somebody or they don't. And I've got plenty of, uh, of friends that, are, that have been doing social selling for a while online. And they tell me, they say, Derek, people, like this one person said, Derek, I got contacted by Adobe just from the posts I've been making. And they said they want to meet with me and talk about me, you know, them helping their organization. And I, was, and I was like, really? They said, yeah, I didn't know this person was even watching me, but this person's quietly observing. And I think, I think things like that need to be more brought to the surface because the salesperson thinks they're so used to that connection every single time and they don't see that in social. There's millions of people that are looking and not saying they're just observing. Observing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're observing, but those, those observations, those observations are making little purchases in their mind. Are they going to work with your company? Are they going to work more with you? And I, and I, when I, um, you know, when I think about Octopost, what you guys do, you guys help do that and create that organic reach, you know, for organizations. And it's brilliant because it's, it's so, it's so important of things that we need. And, and so now if you talk about me now, what I think about the sales and marketing now, I would say that we're in a world where it's the perfect time for people to realize 
that they need each other, you know, and, and, and it's, if you've been on the end where sales is more important than marketing, like you're quickly realizing that those days are gone because that face-to-face -to -face touch, you physically dropping off a flyer at somebody's building or someone's office, you know, is that touch is going to be gone because people aren't going to let you in. I mean, yep. you need to find other ways of doing that. And so um, you got to be part of the, the new ways people do it. Derek, look, um, one of the, the courses that, uh, that you, you, you teach, right? It's like, um, and that you've built is the, the B2B um, objection handling course, which I think yeah. is fantastic, um, not to put a plug out there for you. But um, look, I know, you know, the topic of objection handling is like, um, obviously dear to your heart being a, a salesperson. And I know that, um, you know, in that course, you uh, categorize those objections into four main um, four main objections, right? So like or four main objection types or five, if you include price. Yeah. Um, what are they? Oh, so I call those the big four. I, I'm test. I'm testing you now. Right? Test me if I remember. Yeah. So the big four, I'll help everybody else out, you know, um, so you don't have to get this because I want to help you. And I know you're going to get these objections. And the idea here is that when you, when you call and you pitch anything or you try to set up an appointment, and, and this is this is applicable for marketing as well as it as for sales right because yeah. you know we all get objections in our life and i i think you know if i if i take a step back sorry to cut you off Derek, but if i take a step back whether i'm talking to my kids whether i'm talking to my boss whether i'm talking to the market whether i'm actually trying to sell the octopost platform right. i always come across these five yeah. Right. Um, so, you know, you, you, it was an eye opener for, or a realization or a reinforcement yeah. for me as well, Derek. So the, the big four or the fifth being priced, the big four are. So the big four, the first one is of course, I'm not interested, right? And I'm not interested. People are going to knee jerk reaction, tell you that second one be, being, uh, too busy. I don't have time for this. And that, by the way, these can be said in multiple different ways. I say that in the course. Third one is we're good. We're all set. We already have a vendor that handles that for us. And the fourth one is, can you just send me some information? Can you send me an email or whatever it might be, you know, today? And then I do have in there the price objection. Something that, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring that up too in the course and, and, and is because I think salespeople and people in general, they, they feel um, a fear comes from the unknown. And you go, shoot, what am I going to do when someone says these things to me? And you're like, you're afraid to make the call. You're afraid to do the next thing because... What if they say, give me an objection or say something they don't know how to answer? And the, and the, the point of that, that course is to say that, well, there's four things that you're going to be asked. And that you'll be asked, obviously, price in certain situ situations. But you're going you're to get the big four. And if you know they're coming and, and you're, you know what they're going to say and you, and you even are given guidelines on how you can respond to them, of course, you got to develop your own guidelines. It's always the best for your own tailored to your own business. But if you know they're coming and you have a, a calm, collected, comfortable, you know, confident response where you're not making, you know, come back at the person or something, but you know it's coming, you should be expecting it. Then what happens is, is the fear is gone. The fear is gone and you can do it. And so objection handling by, by nature is really, is, this is all, the course is all about teaching you how to not be afraid and to know what's coming. And if you know what's coming, then uh, it's so much easier for you to, for you to reach people.
Yeah, no, absolutely. Hey, look, Derek, like, um, whenever I look at sales and marketing transformations, I think, think of three pillars, right? You mentioned mindset. That's certainly one of them. And I think it's where it starts, right? You know, are we aligned with where we need to go as an organization? The second one that comes into my mind, and I think it's where um, you, know, you and the you know, modern sales training like, um, activities come into it is skill set. Right, it's like um, are my are my staff or are my team or am I? It's like um, you know, uh, do I have the correct skills to help? It's like um, you know, drive that transformation. And then the third one is really tool set, right? Do I have the right tools? And tools can mean many different things, but do I have the right tools to help the team industrialize the process to do it at scale? Um, so sticking with the theme of today's podcast, things you need to know about the change new world and looking at your 17 years of, of being a successful seller in the field, how do you see these pillars um, have changed over, over the last 17 years, skill set, mindset or mindset, skill set, tool set? Yeah, that's, that's great. You know, I actually have, um, I always say there's three things too that people, you know, when, they're, when you're on, at least when you're onboarding someone into a company, things that they need to know. Similarly, it's it matches here and there. I, I say culture. There's they need to understand about the culture, what their what their future holds. They need to understand about the product or service and offering that they're selling itself, and that includes tools. And then they need to learn how to sell. And so I, I have those same three things. And what I see is that people tend to skip the skill set or the how to sell piece, and they blend it in with the tool set in this situation like that would be blended in there and they say that oh i did skill set training but i really didn't um but i was thinking about this like what's the what's going what's going to happen in the future and i think it's a it's a very interesting question and one of the things that i have come up with actually there's two things that i'll, I'll mention the first thing is qualifying the your qualifying skills as a sales professional even a marketing professional needs to be reevaluated. Um, and the reason, because the reasons why people need your products and services, they have changed. The reasons why, because, I'll, you know, I'll give you an example taken from the, um, from the, uh, uh, let's just say you're, a, you, you sell the farmers. Let's just say you sell tractors or something, right? You sell the farmers and farmers, even though right now they're a essential worker, as an example, they're an essential worker, like they're, they're open for business. Well, well, their their customers aren't necessarily open for business because if they're selling, if they're if they're exporting to India and to other other places, well, the exports are completely closed, right? That's a huge part of the business yep. that's lost. Yep. You know, and then even if you're if you're an organization that deals with cleaning, let's just say you're a mold organization, or you go in there and you clean buildings, well, the buildings are empty. Right, that, that there's nothing going on there. Like, what are you going to do? And uh, and even back to Xerox, buildings are closed, and and uh, business over there has stopped, but it's but it's continuing in people's homes. And so, what, what why I bring up qualifying is, you know, as our our time needs to be very effective. And when we're in the house, and, and if you're working from home, like you probably are, you need to be thinking: Why are your customers? Why do they need your products and services? Why do they need them? But not from before, because we would used to still be saying, they, "This is why people buy buy our stuff." But that message needs to adapt. You know, you can't go and say, 
you know, to the farmers and saying their, their business is still where it was before. I mean, if not, it's better because it's, they're essential. No, they're, they're doing work and they have a lot more waste than they ever have. Yep. You know, and that waste is not translating into income. And so they're being forced to look at different solutions that they haven't thought of in the past. People that, you know, do mold and clean, you know, do that sort of services in buildings, they need to think, how are they going to reach people now? How are they going to portray themselves as someone that's safe to bring in? And that is, I mean, that's different now. And that's, if you think ahead going into the future, that's not even that's going to change. And for qualifying, for qualifying, you really got to think about the timeframes of when people would want, would, would need your products or services. Are there contracts involved? How are those contracts change? Because there's a lot of people that have been saying, oh yeah, we were on a five-year deal, but I'm not even sure if we are gonna, we're going to be around anymore, so we need to renegotiate to a two-year or a one-year. And so all of these timeframes have, have, have been adjusted. And what's happening yep. is salespeople aren't adapting their looking forward and looking ahead saying, how can I reach more people? How can I be more decisions? You know, and, and the best way to get more deals is to, is to be in, in front of somebody when they're looking to buy something. Yep. Right? And that means they need to reevaluate qualifying. And so that's the first thing that I would say. Um, and the second thing that I would say is um, you need to make sure that you're a part of the solution. Um, for whatever it is for your businesses, even if it's for, for your customers. And, and um, being part of the solution is the, most, is the easiest way to get time with people, right? To get in front of them um, and to share information that can, that can help their business. And people are, are hoping people will share information that will help their business right now. It's like, just please give me some good news. And uh, if, you, if you're tailoring your message and you're, you're figuring out how you really can be a part of your customer's you know, solution, in the future, then you're not going to have any problems, you know, getting in front of them and making money and, and making a difference. So, um, so I would say those two things are things that came up to me. What do you think about cool. those? Yeah, no, no. Perfect. Look, you also mentioned time there, Derek, right? And, uh, you know, just, just looking at my watch, um, you know, I've always been told that, um, time is, is not the seller. Uh, or the seller's best friend, right? And uh, um, certainly it's not our friend today because uh, we're, we're fast running out. So um, look, before I, uh, I let you go, I've got a, a couple of, of questions for you that uh, may come a little bit out of left field. So let's see where they go, right? But um, Derek, I just wondered, can you give the audience one interesting fact about you, Derek, the man, yeah, that we wouldn't find on your LinkedIn profile? Ah, Okay, well, I think this is one you probably could find if you followed me on Twitter. Um, but, uh, but I right now am, um, I'm, I'm really into chess. You know, my, my oldest son, you know, went into chess and, you know, he, we put him into chess in school and he's going into first grade. And my wife says, um, hey, I don't know how to play chess. And I was like, well, I don't really know how to play chess either. And, and then I go pick him up from chess class and the, the professor says, you need to help him get better. And I said, how? And I said, well, you need to beat him. And so, so I was like, okay, well, I need to learn how to play. And so I've been just basically immersing myself in this world of chess. And, and now I'm, now I'm, I feel like kind of a little bit of a fanboy to like Magnus Carlsen and Fabiano and Hikaru and all these, all these chess guys. I'm watching them on TV on my screen going, what am I doing? But um, I'm uh, it's fun because it's, I'm sure, I don't know if you have any kids calling, 
I've um, got four, Derek. Four. So yeah. you, when they get into something, you, you, you get into it too and you because you want to share that with them, right? And so I think um, right now that's an interesting fact that not a lot of people know unless they've been paying attention to me lately. But, uh, but yeah, I've been, I've been really immersing myself in that world. Cool. Now, Derek, look, one, one final thing for you. Yes. Like, um, look, you've mentioned Twitter, you've mentioned LinkedIn. Where can people find more about, about you, more about, about like um, modern sales training and the courses that you offer? Uh, well, you know, I think the best place just to learn, just to hear from me is probably LinkedIn. Uh, Cause I, I spend, I really think about, how I can help salespeople every single day with my posts. And uh, if you want to take some of my courses, I have a free course that I give away on my website um, that you can, you can find on modern sales training, but I also have a website called sales in 21 days and in sales in 21 days. The, the concept is I really challenge myself saying, if I were to, if I were to be asked to turn somebody into a top sales performer, the best at their company, the person that's paying off their student loans, the person that's quickly on a fast track to long-term success, making all that money. Could I do it in 21 days? And I built a course to do that. And so um, you can check it out at sales in 21 days, but uh, I'm all about the demo too. And so you can't, you can't and buy I think it. I've done, I think I've done five of your demos, my friend. <laughs> I think I've done, done, done those, but uh, yeah. really, really slack, um, you know, really insightful, really helpful. Um, look, Derek, um, I know we're pushing up against time. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, the man, the sales legend, the sales training legend, Derek Shebe. Derek, thank you so much for joining the conversation today. Thank you. My pleasure.